took action and made it happen. It started living inside of your purpose. What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? What if it did work? Start asking yourself better questions. An amazing podcast and an amazing movement, but it all started as an Amazon best-selling book by yours truly. Yes, I'm being biased. It's my favorite book. Took me forever to write, about 47 years. But you know what? It took a lot less to write my second book. The Vacation CEO, yes, that's a new book. What if it did work? All righty. I'm super excited. This guest was harder to get than Jensen Sherrill, harder to get than Evan Carmichael, if you can believe that. <laughs> I, I thought he was one of those guests like trying to get Ed Milet or Andy Frisella or Andy <laughs> Robbins. Another day, another podcast of my favorite episode, my favorite show. Yeah, I'm biased because it's my own podcast. What if it did work? Now, Juan... Carlos Castro, your your business name's JC though, right? We'll call you yeah. JC, the man, the myth, the legend. Do you want to introduce yourself or do you want me to do your introduction that you sent me like a 10-page a bio? <laughs> no, man. No, no, I'll do it. But listen, first and foremost, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, you know, it's an honor, obviously. Uh for 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 those of you watching, uh Omar was my first mentor is still working with me. So we've, we have a relationship going back for quite a few years now, I would say. <laughs> so, but yeah, my name, name is JC Castro. Uh, and I really don't know what, I guess it's really hard to speak about yourself, right? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm well, 50. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll just give everybody the cliff notes. I'll, I'll skim through. Right. He moved to the United States, the American right. dream at the age of four, overcoming Growing up poor, working hard since the age of 13. After many hardships, JC learned through hard work, discipline, setting goals, and having faith. He's been able to achieve levels of success in his investing, in his personal and his business development, mentors, and entering the real estate business world to pursue his passion for serving and helping others. As an entrepreneur, most of his life, he has dabbled in the construction, real estate business, on and off for 20 years with experience and knowledge gained from years on the field. Interior <laughs> renovation business for a highly successful for over 15 years. Disney Marriott, it goes on and on and on. Afterwards, he entered the world of franchising with a little franchise that you and I know a little bit about. <laughs> Smoothies with a porpoise. The one, the only Smoothie King for over four years and recently sold his business and started the real estate endeavor. That's a big word, man. Endeavor. Right. Now he's transition. Dude, never use transition. These days, that means a completely different thing. <laughs> real estate market in the form of wholesale, flipping short and long-term. Dude, I, I can't read the rest. Well, no, it's too much crap, dude. Believe me. Yeah. A lot of fluff. <laughs> dude, I, I, thought I, I thought I was like reading like, I know you're married and you have a kid, but that looked like a great match.com or... You know, especially yeah. at the beginning of the year, like a dating profile, <laughs> man. <laughs> I know. You know, I'm kind of, you know, sitting here 
just, you know, just like as you're speaking, I'm like, holy crap, there's a lot of crap in there. <laughs> you know? Oh, I know, man. I, that that's your that's your bio. Usually, you know. I thought we were going to go from, you know, from when you were born, the, the informative years, your high school years, your your baseball years, you know, your years, smoothies, smoothies with a poor bus, the whole <laughs> right. nine yards. Right, right. <laughs> and, and so, the t- dude, I, I saw the, you just plugged our, our podcast, man. Now, now you you gave me the pressure that we have to put this episode on like ASAP. Uh, well, you know, I'm trying to get out there, as you know. We just moved to to like Jacksonville, and I'm trying to gain traction, which we are. We're getting traction. I have a, a deal now here already pending, and some more stuff is coming at a pipeline. But uh, so you know, I'm not really good on social media, as you know. So, but hey, I guess you got to get out there, right? I mean, what's what's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> dude, I think that's the name of my book and the concept of the first book. But dude, already. I know it's going to be a you know a minute. Well, I've seventy seven, seventy eight episodes in. I've been asking you for over a year, dude. I, I felt like the jilted lover, you know, asking and asking and asking. No. I mean, you know, more. I was, I was, I was sick there for a while, you know. And uh, when I was dealing with that, I wasn't know mentally. I wasn't in the right place, and I just, I just wasn't there. So I didn't feel like uh, like I can add any value. So obviously, I don't want to come on your show. Unless I'm, you know, hoping that someone gets some sort of value out of maybe one of my past experiences or, or something like that. So I had to be in the right frame of mind, and uh, those those days are past me. So <laughs> I'm moving forward. The one thing though that I have to say, dude, you always had a story. You had a compelling story. You went from like destitute, almost at the Camilla's house, almost at the soup kitchen line, literally. <laughs> To being a millionaire. And yeah, it took a while. It, it but it, it wasn't any overnight success. But still, man, you you transitioned like that big word that you said from being broke as hell to being an entrepreneur and then having an exit strategy and and leaving comfort because you gotta admit that was comfortable, right? Oh man, there's I'll be honest with you, the last uh the last year or so. You know, when you start to lose that drive, because I would get up in the morning and look at my bank account, the one of the first things I did, unfortunately, obviously, when you're running a business, and my numbers would just go up and up and up. And you didn't have that that drive, like, hey, you know, let me let me go hustle some more today. <laughs> but yeah, I was comfortable. But, you know, I knew, like, ultimately, that's not what I wanted to do. So, you know, believe it or not, I thought I was going to be a lifer until Steven Cindy Kuno, the founders of a Smoothie King, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I Ronald Reagan once said he didn't leave the Democratic Party. The, the Democratic Party left, and and I felt the same way because you know here I was aligned just like with some of the older franchisees that that left with one way of doing things, and it was like okay, you know the good old boy network. Let's do this. Let's have a partner. Yeah. Let's all make money. To all of a sudden, like you know the big finger, and you know. You 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 can be on undercover CEO. You can be on all these things, but if you're not, if you're a boss and not a leader, dude. Perfect example. Correct me if I'm wrong. Have you ever seen Howard Schultz on the undercover CEO? (laughs) (laughs) No, not yet. (laughs) Wouldn't you say that that's a PR strategy that every company that's had like a shitty boss, like a real shitty. 
Because, you know, if everybody knows that this this guy is 100 percent, the CEO, the CFO, whatever, you know, the board, the organization is for the employee. Everybody knows about it. You don't have to you don't have to go out and hide a camera and pretend. And, and that's all staged anyways. Oh, of course it's staged. Dude, you, you think people don't, you know, publicly traded corporation just because they put like a Charlie Chaplin mustache? <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh, you took it off. I never knew that that was you. you know, I, I didn't notice the seven cameras that, that were in here with the production crew. <laughs> Stage, man. That, that's oh, I that's know that. life. But but hear hear me out. You you and I realized quickly that where we were wasn't where we wanted to be. And, and here maybe this this is what got me. I, I never said what what was the, the my aha moment. Right. And maybe it was for you was going to bigger rooms, going to bigger stages, seeing people at ten x ten x here, ten x in Vegas. Absolutely. An arena full of people, high achievers, listening to billionaires, not yeah. just millionaires and not just paper one or two. You know, Sarah Blakely, you, you know, you have all these people. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and yeah, you know, you, you think you're, you're hustling like you're Rick Ross and, and you know, you're, you're a peon. Right. I felt that way, man. Yeah, when we were backstage, uh, or sorry, backstage, yeah, we were in the, you know, VIP section and we're about to get lunch, you know, and I walk in, making a little bit of money, you know, doing pretty good. But then you start talking to the guys when we're sitting in that table, dude, and you feel like, <laughs> like, man, I'm, I'm poor. I mean, compared to these guys, it's like, I'm, I'm definitely nowhere near the same level. So I have to look at it and then say, is it what I'm doing or, how I'm doing it, or what do I need to do in order to, you know, get to that level? You know what? We're killed. You never did the rah rah rah. Go to the the annual conference, the annual con- convention. Hey, you know, tropical smoothies going down. No. Planet smoothies going down. Jamba juice is going down. No. Here's all these things we're gonna. Imp- well, yeah, one day we'll implement. I, I'm sitting around. The, the top franchisees, number one guy, not going to call him out or anything, a genius, according to our former franchise. And he's like, have you ever been to Disney World? You know, pretty stupid to ask anybody in, from Florida. I'm like, <laughs> I, I think I might have heard the place. He's like, well, as an investment, I bought two weeks of DVC at the Contemporary at Bay Lake timeshare. He's like... What I'm going to do is I'm going to make a killing off this product. I'm going to use it and I'm going to sell it. Now, if this guy's a genius. I, I mean, I think at 20 or, you know, my, my family told me that timeshare was highway robbery. That's not an investment. So, you know, here I am listening to billionaires or listening to some guy because he wants to 10x his dentistry because he only has 20 and, and you know, so. Well, I'm sitting in another room months later, listening to a guy saying he's a genius because he bought a timeshare. <laughs> I know. Well, I think, you know, I got in obviously much, much later than you. But um, so from day one, I always you know, I wasn't going to do that like long term. Um, but to be to be quite frank, um, 
if the if I would have gotten in when when they had the previous ownership, my exit strategy might have been a little bit later. Uh, once I got into it and uh, I ran it, I didn't run it in the manner in which they wanted me to just use their marketing stuff. So I mean, we can get into all that later, you know, when, when we talk about that. But I think uh, what really my moment was our our values didn't line up, and for me, it's very hard to 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 work with somebody who our values are just not the same. Um, so that would, that for me was definitely a major turnoff and, and, and for my wife as well, uh, when they're doing the things that they do that, and you have pretty much no, uh, no, like say so honestly, that to me was my moment where I'm like, you know what, I need to get, I need to get out of here. To me, I, I kept on, you know, like so many people living in the past, maybe things one day will, will get back. Maybe it will be just as profitable. The numbers say we were more profitable, but we were getting less and less and less. Yes, one day, one day. But you know, you've always a lot of people, whether it's personal relationships, you're you're with an amazing girlfriend that turns south, but you keep on, or a wife, and you keep on thinking one day, one day, one day. And it's funny because, well, I told you the story. I was I was going to Tennessee to see a mentor. I'm in the Admirals Club. The 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 owner, CEO, whatever he wants to call me, he's in there with with the CFO, and this was literally the last time I wore any gear. You know, I, I'm wearing god awful red hoodie, smoothie. Soul. I'm wearing a hat. He sees me, he lo- looks up. I mean, we're like three feet apart. He's seen me plenty of times because he had stores down here, and he didn't even acknowledge me. Even uh-huh. let's say he didn't know who I was or. You know, maybe I was an employee. I don't know how you would go into the Admirals Club. <laughs> we're just being like, hey, what's up? Hey, you know, thanks for representing. Nothing, yeah, man. Nothing. I, and then after that, I, you know, talk about a punch in the gut. And I still kept on for years. I just, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll show them. I'm not going to brand. <laughs> <laughs> Which was still a lie because I still had to wear it for like every, you know, uh, dude, I, 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 I branded my, my ass off for the region for my mark, you know, all the way to the last day, man. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it, it's crazy because, you know, I was stuck in that mentality. I never had an exit strategy. I never felt like I needed, I, I wanted to get out, but it was, you know, God, the universe, them, you know, they're like, okay, sayonara for, you know, stupid reasons that, you know, w- one day, you know, I- I'm sure they'll, they'll tell me, but, but the thing that hit me and, uh, you know, my limiting beliefs, my, my little, that little bitch voice, I always had a problem with like, you know, abandonment, mm-hmm. you know, mom, dad, that, you know, dad issues, dad abandoned. Never right. met the guy. So, you know, that hit hard when, you know, after 20 years, I know they, they didn't say, hey, congratulations, thank you, when you sold. But to me, it was worse. It was like, not only did they say, we want you out. Like, they were pushing you out the door. Yeah, they were pushing me <laughs> out the door. Dude, I wrote a book. That first book was an infomercial on them. Entrepreneur Magazine wrote about them. Because of me, and it was like you know, not even. It, I felt like I was Bernie Madoff, you know. 
I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, you know, the days after someone, okay, they'll they'll send me a telegram, a fax, a text, and it was like crickets. Nothing. Dude, I didn't get nothing either. <laughs> and I, you know, even though I was at odds with them, you know, maybe the last couple of years, but um we sold. I didn't get a a thank you. Hey, thank you for you know putting coral spring on the map for us. <laughs> nothing. But but that that's not your character. That's not my character. That's just the character of the mm-hmm. corporation from yeah, top, correct. top to bottom. Correct. And that's why I know you're going through health issues. And that's what I, I told you. If you stroked out, if you dropped dead, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even send your wife a gift basket. No, nope. be like, hey, let's 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 pick up this store. Let's make this. Let's store. go pick up this store. Absolutely. I I, I told Miriam that before so many times. I said, if I were to drop dead. Believe me, they're going to want to come and take all these stores as quickly as they can. I think these, you know, they're generating really good money. Uh, so, but I was kind of protected in case something did happen. So, <laughs> not that any, not that any of these people listen from corporate, but Juan did tell me and ask me if I would help, I would run his stores if he dropped dead. And even though I was banned, banned, you know, <laughs> Uncle Luke was banned in the USA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was banned by a smoothie thing. It's true. I, I did. I did. You know, I, I, at that point in time where, you know, I was in my life, I I reached out to Omar and I told him, listen, if something happens, man, you know, um, can you just help my wife while we transition to sell the, you know, she sells the stores or whatever. So that's that's how much faith and confidence I have in them because I wouldn't ask many. And, 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 and I know other people in the business, but um, I went to Omar. You know, well, I would, I would have only done that to you because, you know, to, to this day, I still I I haven't had the product since July, July 28th of 2021. Uh, yeah. 20, yeah. 21, 21, 21. Yeah. yeah. Not that I miss it. But, you know, for some some odd reason, I'm I'm a, I'm way thinner. Not, not right. Not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just coincidence. But, you right. know. The the thing that we did was I went to your store. This is something nobody knows too. Is you know the literally the day you know red tag sold sayonara. We never want to hear from you again. We went to your place and you know we we created an exit strategy and it's something I write in my book that it's it's very important. It's I, to me I think it's the first thing a business a, an entrepreneur should have is an exit strategy. And if they don't have one, let's do one now. Yeah, no, I think it makes a big difference because I think one of the things that it does, at least at least for me, it gave me clarity because I always knew that, okay, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm making a little bit of money, but ultimately I use the franchise as a stepping stone. Since I was since I was I was a little kid, I've always wanted to be in real estate. I just needed the means of getting there and and, and being able to do it again, like you know, when I was a little bit younger. Um so I saw that opportunity. I said, I'm not going to run it like they wanted me to run it. I'm going to run it like JC Smoothies. Um, you know, I am going to monetize as best I can and I'm going to get out as quickly as I can. I mean, and, 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 you know, like I said, if it were the previous owner, I might have stayed in it a little bit longer, but I saw that opportunity and, um, hell, I took it, you know, and, and I ran with it, but I was clear about that. I didn't want to do this forever. Well, people always need to have clarity, especially 
when an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. To me, I didn't have an exit strategy. My ex-wife, my ex-business partner, she didn't have an exit strategy. So we literally, now I sold higher than she did because she forewarned me and I, I had more time than what she did. Right. But that's what happens is usually people, you know, one, we're narcissistic entrepreneurs. Oh, I'm, this is going to be third, fourth, fifth generation. My kids, my grandkids. One, you don't know if, you know, why, why are you going to unload any business on your children if you don't yeah. even know if they want to do it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and, and it's not only um, whether they really want to want to do that, that type of job or the franchise, uh, you know, behind it. I think that just let them figure out what it is that, that they want to do at their age, you know, and, and figure something out for long term. But to take somebody's business and, and try to make it your own, I think it's really, really hard. I don't see why anybody would really even really want to do that, to be honest with you. You know, but I guess it happens, right? And then we also feel like we're going to live forever. Uh, so many people. We don't, we don't realize that we're going to meet St. Peter, the Grim, Grim Reaper, Amor, Dios, whoever that you yeah. believe in, Mother Nature, no. the universe. And, and then, you know, oh, well, I'm going to live forever. So you don't. You don't plan. And then your wife, if if you would have stroked out, that's a, that's a panic. No exit strategy, nothing. It's like a, a fire sale. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, I, you're you're going on emotions. One, you know, there's a death. You, you know, you're, you're planning the funeral. You're you're getting hosed by the you know, you, you can't price those things. You know, no. usually, you, you know, you, you, I'll, I'll, I'll get back with you next week. Let yeah. me price. No, you, you pay, you know, the highest premium. And then here you are, you have, you're stuck with the store and, and people are vultures. It, it, it's, it's not personal. It's just business. But you know what, though? I'll be honest with you. If you have an exit uh, you know, strategy, personally, I think that you really have to be crazy invested in your business. You have to know how it's running because you're trying to monetize in a short, in a you know shorter window, right? I'm not saying, hey, I'm going to do this for 20 years. I'm giving myself our plan was um, to open three stores in five years. We opened up three stores in three and a half years. It was basically a store a year. So we accelerated the process, um, and I try to monetize as quickly as I can. Um, but I really think that you really have to know how your business is running. You have to know where every penny is going. In that franchise that we were in, I, I tell other franchisees that I, you know, that I know it's it's a penny business, right? At the end of the day, it's a penny business, right? Whoa. So you have to watch where every penny goes, especially a franchise. And I'm not just saying that franchise, any franchise, Anyone. you're going to get 10 percent haircut right off the bat. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter if you're profitable. Doesn't matter if you're losing a hundred thousand. It don't matter. Gross 10 percent. The vig. Like if, if you're a gambling addict, goes straight into their pockets. Now, yeah. what makes it worse, though, is out of thousands of franchises out there, there's a lot that they don't give a shit about you, man. <laughs> they just, I know. You know, they, they're in it. They get it in the back end through, you know, they, they get kickbacks from... Oh, they got deals everywhere. Deals, vendors. Vendors. And, and you know, you see it, that a lot when... Heavily discounting, not not mentioning any mm-hmm. smoothie com- smoothie companies that that heavily discount that <laughs> you know rising sales and you know if you're an idiot you're like woohoo 
I'm making money hand over fist. But the P&Ls say something different. Yeah. You know, especially now, your cost of goods, people don't, un- people don't understand the gross. You know, if the, the ferry and, the uh, you know, the unicorn was around and you made the gross and the landlord's like, hey, man. And the employees work for free and, you know, you get everything for free and the electric company, you know, you'd be killing it for sure. But, you know, especially now, employment, you know, it's hard to find employees because, you know, nobody wants to work. And nobody wants to work. You, you have that minimum wage soon going up to fifty to $100,000 to make, you know, every everybody equal under some administrations or, or whatnot. Awesome. And then you you have inflation, you you have cost of goods, everything is rising, except for your money. And yeah. and you know, a lot a lot of times too is people don't realize you need to have multiple flows of income, and especially yeah. especially in a franchise, you only own one or two. I'll even say two these days. You just bought yourself a job. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, uh, our first store did really well. Honestly, from day one, our second one didn't. I, I, Michal, we we spoke about that story in detail many times. We had to come up with marketing idea. Then they got better over the course of time. But uh, I, I don't have to tell you how many hours I worked. You know, um, at one point I was working pretty much every day, every shift, every hour, open to close, and I had a sick wife at home. That was. One of the hardest things I ever did physically. And as a matter of fact, the very first day I ever took off was when uh, you had invited us over to um, your home in when you were living in Cooper City. That you were having like a little party or like a barbecue or something. And it was on a Sunday. And I remember I reached out to uh, to my manager back then, Alberto. Uh, well, he you know became my manager. I said, dude, I need a day off too. I just, I can't function. And he came in on a Sunday and that was my first day off in like over two months. Every day, every shift, every hour, and I don't think that most most people that want to be successful are not willing to put that type of work in. It's I didn't want to do it. I mean, after you do that, after like the third or fourth day, man, you're just you're gassed. And then I come home and I have a wife who's sick. Well, mentally and physically, you, you know, you you do have to have whatever it takes attitude. The 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 thing that's funny is, I mean, the vacation CEO. Everybody loves that. Everybody loves. Oh my gosh! Look at look at Omar and look at look at Millie. Look at them. They're always on vacation. There was times you saw me, a guy with a master's degree, open a Smoothie King store, working a shift like mm-hmm. I'm a nine dollar hour employee, not like a guy with a degree, two degrees, busting my ass. Monday through Sunday, those those times that I had to work every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, people saw the you know the Z, the X Y Z. They didn't yeah. see they didn't see that man. They, and, and you have that that thousand mile stare after you know you work a week straight without you know. <laughs> it, it's funny, and when you I, I have calluses, dude, and it's not people think it's from doing CrossFit. But but it's like ripping those those blenders. Oh, the blenders! Yeah, and I still have them. 
it, it, it's that, gift that keeps on giving. Everybody's like, wow, you, you know, you're a heavy lifter. I'm like, why, why? Thank you. Thank you. No, it's, it's not from CrossFit. But I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take it better than. Well. And how many times didn't we love, we like happened to be at a, you know, Chiquita at the very same time. And, 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 and this is a story I want everybody to know when you own a business, Penny, man, you need to make as much profit. Juan and I would go to the port, the port of Fort Lauderdale, yeah. to pick up bananas, 40-pound boxes of friggin' bananas, just mm-hmm. to save, to save money that our businesses were discounting heavily on Fridays, yeah. Monday, Monday you're breathing, Tuesday, come back. We'll give you another coupon, you know, and that's why they hated me was just because I said, if we have such a premium product, it's in my book, it's in my podcast, it's in everything. Never chase people, never chase sales, never discount yourself. But here we are saying we're premium and we're like, yay, everybody. But they have no ulterior motive behind that. And dude, the only time I took a break from getting bananas was when I had a double hernia operation. <laughs> and, and literally, that was only a couple of weeks. And then I was back yep. To, yep. to picking up bananas. It could be raining, picking up bananas. The vacation CEO that was, you know, yeah. living up, being lucky, being a millionaire. But that's what you have to do. You, you have to do pennies. And, and you're right. It's not like, you know, we're selling timeshare that, you know, you stroke one or, you know, you mark, you know, real estate where, you know, you you can property one at a time and make money, you know, and this is the McDonald's owner, the chip. Well, we can't say Chick-fil-A because that guy's a glorified manager. Yeah, pretty much. You have to look at your expenses, man. When you're giving out already 10% and you're discounting to try to compete or you're discounting to create more gross sales, you have to, and you have to know every part of your business. That's why when we talk and there's people that don't know how to operate their business, to me, it's like a shocker because if Errol or any of those Smoothie King franchisees said, Hey, you know, I'm really sick. I I stroked out or something like that. Can you be in there for a month? I could literally two years later, walk in a store and do everything. Yeah. Yeah, Nothing changed. Believe me. Um, But yeah, man, I would, I would agree uh, pretty much a hundred percent. I think um, (laughs) at the end of the day, man, listen, you want to work for yourself. That's the only thing I can tell you because working all those hours that I work, um, yeah, I knew where every penny went. I mean, I look at the numbers and even with the whole banana thing, I used to go pick them up. I had a bad back. I had to pick them up sometimes on Saturday and I would tell myself sometimes, why am I doing it? Well, it was pretty simple, right? 30 something boxes, blah, 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 times $4, two, three times a week. I'm like, you know what? It'll make me get to my goal just a little bit quicker. Just a little bit quicker, right? And if I can manage behind the bar really well the portion and everything just by little percentages i knew i was going to make money i mean do believe me 100 percent because i spent some time in your store and i'm like i think i can run this you know what i mean i mean this is definitely manageable but you and you had told me 
you have to watch where everything goes. Everything, because it is a penny business. And if you don't watch the pennies, at the end of the day, the only people that are making any, any kind of money is obviously, we know who, the bank, the landlords, and your team members. And you put in 80 hours and made like 400 bucks. Oh, and the municipality. <laughs> Dude, everybody has their hand out. And, and, you know, for a while, it was like, okay, wh- when's it Omar's turn? When is it my right. my turn? And, you know, e- employees would always, j- just like most people, little kids become big assholes and all that. Everybody, oh, the gross, the gross, the gross. I remember an assistant manager, while well, I had a friggin' close with the kid. So I worked from like... I. I uh, I opened, but I, I know like two people called out. So 7 a.m. to like 9.30, she hands me the deposit and she tells me, she's like, oh, lucky to be you. You you had a hell of a day. Now, granted, you know, she didn't understand. I had to pay her. I had to pay the vendor. I had to pay the state. I had to pay everybody else. I know. I know. No one really knows, man. Unless you do it, Omar, no one really knows it. A lot of people get in business because they see that, you know, people are doing good and, and that they're successful. But so, you know, they walk in, they see, hey, man, look, the store is packed, it's busy. But you don't know the amount of work that that person's done to get those guests into your store. You don't know what he's done, you know, to, um, to you know, promote on social media. You don't know the amount of hours that he's like put in. So people walk in and it's just, it's like an illusion, right? I will have people tell me, oh my God, you must be, you must be doing so well. And I would say, I guess I am, but do you want to be here 120 hours a week? <laughs> I don't know. Do, do so well. I'd, I'd rather be like some of those other people at 10X. So <laughs> and that we're, we're singing the blues. I'm like, All right, come come with me in a banana that smells like a Hummer that smells like bananas. Come, come pick up some, some, you know, some boxes. And then you tell me. You know, it, oh it's God. all relative, though, man. And of course. But, but the, the, here's the craziest part, and, and, and you'll agree with me. A, a franchise will let you, well, play a mind game that you are only successful because you chose them. Them. You and I could have been selling plastic dog shit, could have been selling those little umbrellas, that you throw in in the Mai Tais and all that. It's in a person's work ethic. It's in their mental state. It's in their do they have a whatever it takes attitude. It's not the, can I go salsa dancing? It's not, hey, you know, when can I take a vacation? When can you take a vacation? I don't know. I don't know. I went three years without one. Three years. Now one vacation. Do I regret it? Maybe if I look back, man, maybe I should have taken a little, a little bit of time off. But the reality is I got out quicker and now I am in the situation that I am now, which is where I've always wanted to be. So if I wouldn't have done what I did earlier, Omar, there will be nowhere, no way I can be in the position I am right now. There's yeah, no but, but dude, you, every the universe, God, everything. You had to go through that process. That's why I say there's no microwave to success. If somebody handed you that Dick Clark size check, your exit strategy would not have appreciated it as much as you going through all that shit. 
literally all that crap. Once you go through that, that's why when you hear about you know, the, the lottery winner or the guy that goes to Caesars Palace Casino and he pulls and he wins the progressive slot, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. he or she or you inherit all that money. It goes to shit because exactly. you, you know, you, you don't have that mindset. You, you're, you're here thinking, you know, you're in the money. You, you're, you're thinking you're like Jed Clampett, you know, you're with the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> and, and that's why you see the, those people go through money left and right. But yeah. if you have to claw, if you have to go every day with the anxiety because, man, talk about anxiety. Oh, I, I, I knew the weather mo- more than friggin' Al Roker. Uh, Omar, I used to have my, I, 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 I used to have my, like, how much I needed to generate an hour just to break even, right? So here I am at 7 o'clock in the morning saying, I forgot what the number was, whatever, $130, you know, 120 bucks an hour, you know, and, it, and it's 748 and you made like $8 from like. You know, so it's just sitting there watching and seeing how can I get more people in. But I also think in those moments sometimes is when you get the most creative, because I think that sometimes you have to say, hey, how, what is it that I got to do? What is it that maybe I can do that somebody may not be doing? How do I get people in my store? And I'll be honest with you, those were some of those times where I'm like, I got to do something to get people here first thing in the morning. And I cannot depend on the marketing team to do it for me. So I basically changed. In the moment, my whole complete marketing strategy is I got to get some people here from seven to nine subway somehow. So I did my own marketing and the numbers started increasing. You know, eating shit, being at rock bottom is a gift. People don't, people don't like to hear that, but it's a gift because when your back is up against that wall, you will be creative. You will have whatever it takes attitude. People want to know, how did I get great at doing videos at one minute, 45 seconds, 30, 15, 20? Was when I was literally fighting for my life or what I thought, if I showed these guys at corporate, please keep me. Please, please don't red tag me. Please, which they they already had had their mindset no yeah, matter what they wanted me. Yeah. It was a gift. I got better. Now now I can monetize. Now I can do that. Now I can show other people. So it's thank you. It, like like what Ed Milet says, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So you know, dude, you came hungry when you asked me to help you. When yeah. when you were liquidating everything, yeah. well, can I can I just a, a, a quick story when you say about really about like reaching like rock bottom? Um, I think some people don't really understand what the level of rock bottom is because everybody has maybe something to fall back on, or maybe you know. Um, I went from being as you know poor, no education, whatever. I happened to be hustling the majority of my life. I started a lot of businesses. I failed in most of them. I wouldn't call it failing. I learned something to not do or a better way of doing something, I guess. Um, But at one point when I was in the construction trade with my brother, I did really, really well. As you know, uh, I got divorced back then. Um, I mean, we weren't friends yet, but you know the story. And I walked away from uh, roughly a little bit over 
$2 million. Um, just walked away from it because everyone told me it was the best thing to do. We were making a lot of money. Six months later, I'm living in a pretty decent apartment. That's 2007, market crashes. Six months later, I don't have money to pay my apartment. I don't have money to pay my car. And I'm saying, holy crap, how am I going to do this? Here I am, 40 years old, 41, moving back into my brother's home. That's rock bottom. No money, no income whatsoever. No options. The only thing I've been doing for the last 15 years of my life was just taken from me. Right? Um, a lot of bad thoughts in my head. I guess most people probably go through something like that, right? Um, just in a really bad spot. I mean, I got so bad, Omar, where I remember that I got my first uh, uh, bank warning, like, hey, you missed your payment, you know? <laughs> and... And uh, dude, at that time you're fucking broke. Who cares? What are they gonna do? They can't throw you in prison. No, you know, I know they can't, but it's, it's mental was, though. It's mental. Yeah, it is mental. And I was living with my brother, and and my brother was and his wife were super generous to me. They uh they they do really, really well. And uh, they basically put me in part of their home, which which to be honest, was as big as my freaking apartment. All right. <laughs> so but you know, the shame of being and no money. And my brother sat down with me one day and said, and says, listen, I can't, I can't see you like this anymore. I just, I can't. This is, this is not you. He says, so for right now, I'm going to stroke you a check every month for 2,500 bucks. I said, I don't want charity. I don't, it's not charity. He said, you're going to pay me back one day when the time is right, but you're going to take this money. You're going to make your car payment. You're going to go out with your friends if you need to, to go hang out, whatever. So you're not sitting here in this room all day. Um, but one of my biggest life defining moments came at that home when I was, when I mean, as low to me as I probably ever been in my life. And my brother walked in and told me, listen, you're a grown man. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, all I can tell you is that um, there's one thing that only you and you can determine. And I'm like, okay, what, like, you know, what is that? He goes, it's whether you're going to have a good day or whether you're going to have a bad day. He says, that cannot be influenced by friends, family, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. He goes, is it a decision that you have to make in the morning? And dude, he walked out of the room, Omar. I started bawling. Bawling. I'm like, this is not, he's right, this is not me. You know, the following morning, I got up in the morning, I got dressed. And you know, my brother's been around construction and, and stuff like that. And um I went to work and I told him, what do you need me to do? And he did just to start to, you know, feel better about myself because that was the first thing that I had to fix, right? Was work on myself, obviously. Um, but I started to gain some momentum again. And I'll be honest with you, within the next couple of years, my, my life has taken a complete, complete shift. And I think a lot of that has to do with some of those moments that I had there because I had a choice. I could have stayed like that, right? I could have stayed and be miserable and, but I knew that I knew that I was better than that. I've always had this belief, and don't don't tell me why, because I tell you I'm I'm not an educated guy. But I had this incredible uh, you know belief in myself that if I really really truly want to do something deep down inside, I've always felt I have always felt like I can do it. I don't know where that comes from. I, I I really don't. I don't know if that's something just something that's been in me since I've been a little kid, dude. But I I've always felt that that I can do whatever it is that I really truly want to do. 
That's just your soul. That that's your you, when when you're people fail to realize when you're up at night. To me, that's because that's your soul saying, "Man, this you're in the wrong place. You're you're in, you're with the wrong people. You're this isn't you." This, this, no. And but people will go through their life because then they're like, "Oh well, it's it's Tuesday. I, I'm upset because it's Tuesday. Uh, I let me hold out hope till Friday." Right. But you know how many weekends? You know, it, it's like. What can you do differently if you only live for the weekend? Oh, my God. You know, Omar, I, I see this. The entrepreneurial mindset, you know, when I guess everyone looks at wealth, everybody has a different uh, determination of what, of what they think wealth is, right? I'll tell you one thing that I can tell you. I, that, that, that I, I don't punch a clock. <laughs> I, I'm still up early at, at 5 o'clock every day, but that's, that's a personal choice, right? Mondays to me are the same as Sundays, as Wednesdays, as Tuesdays. I don't honestly, when the three day weekends come around, the only reason why I know is because somebody to tell me. I don't, I don't keep track of when, oh my God, when am I going to have the next three or four day weekend? I've been, I've been fortunate to generate that, you know, pretty much on my own. <laughs> They'll tell you on social media. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, that and hump day. Hump day is a big deal, you know? Halfway there. And, and you know, it's like when I tell people in my videos, that means you're halfway towards your short-term goals, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming that's why people are excited. Uh, or, you no, know. Happy hour Friday. That's oh, Friday. They're closer to happy hour. Closer to stealing happy hour. But but also, but, but you know, some of these options are still limited because I, I see the movies still haven't, I mean, Avatar is still number one after like, 12 weeks later, or I don't even know how long, but it's no, people aren't releasing movies anymore. Yeah, like, I know that. Those aren't. No, right. No one goes to like the movies anymore. That's like a, like lost now, right? No one really does that. I get the whole COVID thing kind of changed the whole format. Well, now it's only like movies that are released or like James Bond or like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah it has to be a blockbuster. It, right. it has to right. be Pandora or it has to be. You know, flash, yeah, top gun, <laughs> yeah, top gun, stuff like that. And but but hey, that doesn't mean people are working on their goals because now we have Netflix, we have Hulu, we have Prime, we have other choices of watching. You know, they'll just release it on that. Well, that's just an excuse at the end of the day because listen, you know, I just went to go visit you just so basically we can sit there and you can help me just on writing my goals. So if you really want to do it. You, you, you have to be willing to put in the work and put in the time. But again, the distraction with, you know, social media and Netflix and Hulu and now, well, just a couple of weeks from now, it's Super Bowl. So everybody's already amped up here in Jacksonville. All Super Bowl talk, right? So like, that's not for another week and a half, two weeks, whatever it is. There's a lot that you can accomplish in these two weeks, you know, before the game. But well, the only know. ones that, that should be that, that like amped up is like Andy Reid. You know, Mahomes, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, like, yeah, Hurt, right? Yeah. Because they're they're getting paid. This is this yeah. is their job. Yeah, but yeah. you know, everybody else, it's like you know, how upset was I that Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals lost? Yeah, it, it sucks for him, but I mean, you know, he'll be back, and you know, that's his job. But you know, it me being sad or me being focused on on a game or any game 
that, that, that that's the problem with people. Oh, you know, you and I are doing 75 hard. Oh my God. I'm not going to be able to drink during Super Bowl. I'm not going to be able to eat like a, like a friggin' pig. Right, right. So what? It's just literally, it's just a football game. It, and you know, even if I was from Philadelphia, okay, we won. Great. You know, I'm not, I'm not the owner, you know, I, I'm not nor- related to Norman Brayman when he owned. No. <laughs> so it, it's inconsequential, but everybody acts like, you know, yeah, it, know, but it's always an excuse not to do the work. You know, a perfect example. You said you came by to hang out with me on a Friday you know, most people, when they go to South Florida, you know, it's the Sobe or the Midtown or Juan was writing down his his goals, his short term, his midterm and his long term. And Juan was the guy that influenced me to write the book, both books. He was the guy that inspired me because, oh, my gosh, I can actually coach somebody to get off their ass and make money and that right there dude you were and it was real goals because we have a friend that when they write their goals it's get up read 10 pages of a book <laughs> brush my teeth i know i know you know what omar it's hard because when you write down those those any, any one of those goals the commitment level if it's not there a lot of people do it too i, I hate to say that in today's world with the social media, a lot of people like the, the pat in the ass and the cyber hugs and the likes and the comments. You know, a lot of people put out there what they're going to do before they do it. I am 100% the complete opposite. I mean, you know a couple of things that I have going on. I actually have another one that I, I'll text you later and let you know about that I'm about two weeks from starting up with. I'm not, I don't put it out there on social media. I don't care about the likes and... And uh, I put in what I think is the necessary work that I need to try to get to where I'm getting. Once it's up and running, and then I post, right? Why tell people what you're going to do and then you never do it? I just cannot relate to that. That's like reading a book and not implementing a single thing. You don't got to read 100 books. You can read one book. If it's a really good book and you implement what's in it, you're probably going to have some level of forward movement. Well, it's it's like the seminar junkie or whatever that goes to every seminar doesn't implement anything. And I get people all the time. So what book shall I read next? Well, what, what have you implemented on the other books? Just right. read the same book over and over. How do you lose weight? We could grab any weight loss book. I don't care what, what diet plan, what not. It's called consistently doing the work. You pick up any of those books at Barnes and Noble or Amazon and you follow it to a T. You don't reward yourself by, oh, I, I lost a pound. So let me friggin' blow it out. Yeah. You do it on a consistent basis, you're going to lose weight. You pick up any book by any of those authors and you implement it. You get outside of your comfort zone. You're scared shitless and you do the work. And you just fucking disappear. And you don't have to post what you're doing if you don't want to. You, you know that blow up victorious, and you will be successful. But the person that keeps on reading books, reading books, it's all common sense implementation. It's all about clarity. What is it that you want out of your life? What are you willing to sacrifice? 
You want that six pack? You can't be eating the friggin' donuts. You can't be a foodie. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you want your hallmark wife, you know, well, you know, you can't find her at the nightclubs. You can't <laughs> find her at the bar. You can't find her sitting on your sofa while you're watching Netflix. You have to go out there and you have to be open. You have to be vulnerable. Crazy. I know it's all common sense, but what's, when's the next book? When's, what's the book that's going to people, there can be a book on how to cure cancer, but more than likely people wouldn't pick it up. People wouldn't no. implement it. People would be like, Oh shit. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait till the new game of Thrones comes out. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I never saw one episode of, of that show. And I remember back then when I was out, my friends would be blowing on my phone, all games of Thrones. And I'm like, Never seen one episode. I swear to God, ne- I, I never seen one. But you know, it's funny that you start, you know, talking about the, um, you know, in, in implementation and and the and the work required, and that's that's obviously the hardest thing. But I think that you got to have a to be consistent. I think you got to have some some like rituals, and basically that is something that you helped me a lot with because when I moved up here, and you know, and I was still dealing with some health, and you know, I wasn't in a in a very good spot, right? So. My rituals in the morning now, this is like religious to me, seven days a week. Um, I'm up at five most days, except maybe on Sunday, I may try to sleep till six, but it doesn't happen because my dog will wake me anyway. <laughs> um, but once I'm up, uh, I come to my room and the very first thing I do is um, I have a book, it's called Live, Live Second. And you basically, every day you just keep following the book and it gives you like a Bible verse to read, right? Because I had mentioned to you that my spiritual side was it was kind of out of whack, right? So, but I come in my room one more. I pray in the morning. After I pray, I meditate. After I meditate, I'm journaling. And after I journal, I'm writing my gratitude and my incantations every day. I have spoken to some friends that are going through some stuff, and I mentioned this to them. And I have one friend who's trying to implement the same thing because she's struggling. And I have another one. Oh, that's just all that incantation stuff, all that gratitude stuff is all. It's all hoping. No, I can tell you one thing that since you and me started working again together again, and um, you told me to implement this stuff, it has made a dramatic, and I do mean a dramatic shift in my life again. It works. Absolutely. It does. And it's crazy because I, I get hit by atheists. And it's like, dude, who gives a shit? about my belief. Right. I'm not living something. So I got the atheist saying, you know, God in the universe, why don't you know there is no God, but but who can't dude, if I believed in Buddha, if I believed in any other thing, right. Here's it's my belief. Why it's your belief? Venting. And, and then or I'll go with the other extreme. Oh, so you're Catholic. Man, I could care less if somebody practices whatever. If they're peace, they're not assholes. Because you know, a lot of people they'll go to whatever church that they go to for one hour a week or two hours a week, and they're the complete assholes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're judging and all. To me, I'm like, that's not being a good Christian. That's not being no. a good whatever religious. Just stay in your lane, and if the person's amazing, let them do whatever. Don't mm-hmm. say, well. You don't have my same beliefs. Well, I could say you don't have my same work ethic, so we're not the same anyways, but don't worry about it, man. But yeah, it, it, it's crazy. 
But yeah. And I, it, it's funny because people are just more concerned about other people's private stuff. Because last night I recall nowhere in my books, nowhere in my videos, nowhere in any of my posts, my, my tweets, does it say, I'm inviting you to my Bible study. I'm inviting you to my church. It's not. You, you, if you're enjoying it and you're an atheist, then don't worry about it. That's why I put God and the universe. Of course. And you know what? If you're non-denominational, if you're whatever, then be that. Don't worry about me, man. Don't worry about my salvation. Worry about your own. <laughs> I don't care what you pray to, who you pray to. That does not make a difference to me, whether it's the universe, whether it's God, whether it's Yahweh, whatever it is. But I think that to have that um that connection, I guess that, that you want to say that uh that you feel that um that maybe truly, you know what, even in your darkest times, because I've had a lot of dark times in the last year, especially to be honest with you, or a year and a half, whatever, when I was sick. Um, but you know, you start to realize that at the end of the day, you're not really truly alone. <laughs> you know, you're not really hundred percent alone. And and I think once you start accepting that, I think it just opens up to be more a lot more receptive. You know, my my darkest times, I've I've always felt the 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 presence of God, and and yeah. even even when I was here, newsflash, it's been in my book. I was an atheist for for a little while, and then agnostic, and I still felt the presence. So I, I mean, each is yeah. own. Yeah, you exactly. know, do do what do whatever you got to do. If it, it's like marketing, you can either if. Not all roads lead to success if you do it. <laughs> no, you know definitely not. I, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not right next to St. Peter. I'm not here to judge who's going in, who's not. You know, maybe we're maybe we're all wrong, but who cares? Just don't be a dick. That's my public service announcement. Don't be a dick. Don't worry about what other people pray to. They they can pray to cats. <laughs> in today's world, you can break anything you want, or you can identify as anything. Say, I could define. So yeah, none of that to me makes a difference. I just know that for me personally, I feel more like connected. So I think it's made a change in my life again. Um, I mean, absolutely, it has. So you know, on to the next chapter. <laughs> well, what are you here to plug? What are you here to promote? I, I know this is your second. Podcast. Right. We always remember our first, but I, I I think number two for you is the best. So, <laughs> do you want to be on podcast? Do you want to be known as JC Castro, the the real estate guy? Yeah. What 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 is it that you ultimately want? I I want to be the guy in in my area, or you know, hopefully even a bigger area, it's, uh, that I can be the guy that can help you um, if you have any form of distressed property because. In today's world, you know, and um, when you can't pay your rent, you can't pay, you know, your mortgage payment and they're going to take your home away or you just can't keep it up anymore. A lot of times people come and take advantage of those type of situations. And um, I don't do that. <laughs> to be honest, first and foremost, I feel like I'm, I have to help. I have to serve. Um, if not, I don't see what the point is. Um, right now, the home that we just put under a, under a contract Omar. I'm going to tell you a crazy story. The lady put it under contract to me for $35,000 less than she was willing to sell it to her own daughter. And I, I didn't, I'm, and the reason why, 
is because she told me I've had people come to my home. The property is really nice. <laughs> the home is old, but the property really prime. And she said, um, every every week people come in and knock on my door. She was showing me a stack of business cards of investors and realtors wanting to buy the property from her, right? And she decided to sell it to me. And she basically told me the reason why she sold it to me and for less money is she said, when you came in, you were sincere to my needs. You didn't come in and just make me an offer. How soon can I get you out of the house? First thing you told me is, how can I serve you? How can I help you in the situation that you're in? Because the home is uh, 83 years old. It doesn't need code. She can't sell it. Basically, an investor is the only person that can buy it. And the people that have been there, you know how they are, Omar. They're, they're just looking to make money, right? They're looking to make money. But I'm looking to serve. I'm looking to help people who, have, who are in jam like this. This lady's 73, just got over leukemia. She's really, you know, elderly, can't walk practically. So I'm there, talk, uh, you know, just speaking to her. And you have to feel for the person because they're like, man, I know what it's like to be sick. I was just there. This lady, and she told me, this is my last bank, like my, like my last big bank. I'm going to sell this and whatever we do next, this is probably going to be the end. So at that point in time, do you think, of course, I am an investor. I am in business to make money. I have partners. But you think I'm going to try to take advantage of that, of that, of that type of situation? I, I don't have it in me to do it. And basically, she told me that was the reason why she sold the home to me. I was hands down the most sincere and the only one who truly cared about helping her. I want to be known as that guy. But that's who you are. That, that's that's why, you know, like-minded energy, that's that that's why we're friends is you you and I, we're we're never in it to go after anybody's juggler. You know, there's a million ways of making money. One is not screwing over people. One isn't looking at people like they're checking accounts. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it, it's a listen, I I met these people yesterday and I drove them to the bank to go get a form notarized. So I was actually gonna start on social media posting some stuff that I've been doing, but like that, I mean that to me is like I'm gonna say it's above and beyond, but I know that they need the help. So what am I now that I have them under contract, what do I just sit back and wait till it close? No. The lady and the husband are super nice, super nice human beings. Um Miriam's been to the home with me, Lucy's been to the home home with me multiple times. They invite us in, they make us coffee. It's like these are nice, regular, genuine people that are just older and couldn't maintain the home for the last 10 years. So I basically did what I can for them and they're extremely happy and I'm helping them move. And I'm, you know, and I think that at the end of the day, if, if like you said, you can make money and you can be an asshole, but to make money and know that you actually did a good deed at the same time, dude, that to me has more value than anything at the end. Because I promise you, if I do that enough times in my life, that is going to come back to me 10 times or a hundred times over. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So you're going to tell us how to find you or <laughs> telepathy or good no, the way, Listen, I'm kind of new at this, at the social media stuff, but if you, sure. if you want to find me on, on, uh, I think on Instagram is JC Castro, REI, uh, real estate investor. And on Facebook is just Juan Castro or JC Castro. I can't remember. It's just one of those two. <laughs> it, it, it used to be, you, you changed your name. Yeah. It's JC, man. JC. And branding, man. Branding, man. I'm trying to brand, all right? I'm trying to get known. I want to be like you one day, man. Come on. Books, podcasts, followers. I don't have any of that. <laughs> that, that and $2.50 will get you a copy of the USA Today, man. <laughs> to, be, uh, to be honest with you. Like, 
like what I want everybody to know, there's an there's always an origin. I always did videos. Well, I started right around the same time. Always helped. I was always in service. People would even be like, why are you helping out this guy? He's not going to do anything for you. Because that's the attitude everybody always has. Sure. Yeah. Only help the power to reciprocate. I can't say the, the city. <laughs> Reciprocity or whatever. You see, that's what it is. <laughs> right. Because I don't do it. Sure. It's all about helping out somebody else, man. You want to be a Christian? That's what Jesus didn't say. Hey, man, how much money did you have, Lazarus? How many followers yeah. can, can I get? It's all bullshit, dude. Just help out other people without expecting. You know, everybody loves quotes, but Zig Ziglar even said that if you want to be successful, help others be successful first. Yes, and I think that's something that I've uh, that I shifted my focus a little bit. To be honest with you, is uh. I feel like I need to be more in service. So um, that's one of the things that we're trying to do here in the you know, Jacksonville area. My wife is now a realtor as well. And uh, that's her focus too. It's not just, it's not just selling home. It's, it's making that human connection with people and actually helping them out. And I think if we're able to do that at the end of the day, we're, we're uh, both going to be successful. So, you know, well, I'm not I, dude, I know you're going to be successful and <laughs> it's all that mindset. And, you know, I was always, I, I knew you had the mental mindset in you. That's why when you were feeling sorry for yourself, I, I would always, I, I would always dig, dig deep at you. And I, I would say stuff like, you know, I, I, you can always use my mop sink. You know, I remember those days, man. The, the soup kitchen has, has a room at, at night and there's two free meals. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, the whole tough love thing or whatever, just, Sometimes you just, just got to tell people the way it is. If, if you really want to help them, you got to tell them the truth, right? You can't sugarcoat it. You weren't, you weren't, you know, you weren't sugarcoating it with me. You were just telling me the truth. I was in a bath. I was in my freaking head, and which I tend to do. And, and you were able to snap me out of it. Uh, you know, seriously. <laughs> Dude, everybody wants to be friggin' Nancy Kerrigan. Everybody wants to cry and say, why me? But you know yeah. what? Life fucking sucks. It ain't fair. No, nobody's going to pick you up. Nobody's going to dust you off. You want to get up, you get up, you go forward. You know, you get up because there's other people there that doubt you, that don't believe in you. So you do it to show everybody I'm fucking back. Yeah. And, and th those are or those are my words of wisdom. But everybody wants to stay down in the valley. So everybody wants to cyber hugs. Everybody wants the violin. You know, we, we can't play the Celine Dion heart will go on in the Titanic. <laughs> theme song for everybody man life sucks life isn't fair yeah. you know what everybody has sound mind sound body get up do something amazing do something incredible and move forward and move forward i mean listen there's, there's like opportunities out there every day if, if you're really willing to put in the work there's so many side gates omar that you can do to make a little bit of money it's just to get going, like like the one I'm getting ready to start in two weeks, but just nobody wants to do. Nobody really truly wants to put in the work. They want to talk about it, but when it comes to the you know nitty gritty part, I don't know why they don't why they don't fully commit. I don't know if it if it's fear based, which is what I you know think is it, like easy to really talk about. But once you actually got to pull the trigger, you know that's when all the little you know things in your head start to speak to you and tell you why you can't do it and you're not good enough to do it and. Why are you investing so much money into something that you don't know? You know, whatever it is, that's that's where they all start to go backwards. I think I don't know. 
Growth is scary. Doing different things are scary. Trying something new, you're always going to look like crap. Suck it up. Check the ego. Let's move on forward. Any words of wisdom that you want to tell anybody? Uh, Yeah. Um, I guess I would just, I always go back to the same thing. I think that you really got to have a a deep belief in yourself that you can accomplish anything that you really want to accomplish. I know it sounds like, I know it sounds like a cliche Omar, but man, the reality is, uh, you know, I look at some of my friends and I look at people in my own family and we have some that are really successful and, you know, the majority are, are not successful, right? I mean, at least financially, right? And uh, the only thing that I can tell you that I see is that those, those, those that are really successful, they have a belief inside that despite the fear, because it's going to be there and it, it can be crippling at times, but you got to have this unfathomable, just believe in yourself that no matter what is thrown at you, you're going to find a way to figure it out. You don't got to have the answers right now. Not every single answer, but the answers will, the answer will, um, you know, manifest itself when the proper time is. It may not be the time that you want it to be, but the, the next step is always going to show up when you really truly believe that you can get something done. That's just, that's just what I believe. Amen, brother. I, I love you. And oh, you too, know, there's always a room available whenever you're down here in South Florida again. And so uh, a couple of months, we may, we may be down to visit. But listen, again, anybody out there who's watching this, um, this guy here, it's really good. I have a, a lot of love for him, a lot of uh, faith in him. He has helped me overcome so much in my life. I couldn't even really begin to tell you. I know he's you know, done a lot of pack cuts. I, I don't know. I'm what, 70 something, 80 or whatever it is, or I'm on the show now. Oh, I don't, um, I don't know. But, uh, make me cry. No, but this guy is one of the reasons why I am, I, I am sitting here right now in the you know, position that, you know, that I'm in. Um, I can genuinely say that if you're looking for business coaching, um, he's phenomenal. He's going to tell you the way it is. He's not going to sugarcoat it and he will get your results. If you need per- personal development, the fantastic thing. Uh, you know, again, he can help you get to your goal so much faster than trying to get to yourself. So I would recommend anybody who's looking to get ahead in life who's trying to get a business, call this man right here, make the investment. And I promise you, at the end of the day, you are never going to regret it. As a matter of fact, I also recommend these. <laughs> it's a podcast. He's holding my my two books. But... Both, both great books, by the way. <laughs> Well, I love you. Thank you for the plug. You, you are family. You are part of my family. Yeah. Always yeah, part thank of my you, family. All right, yeah. bro. Take care. All right, take care, man. I never told no one that. What if it did work? Start asking yourself better questions. An amazing podcast and an amazing movement, but it all started as an Amazon best-selling book. By yours truly. Yes, I'm being biased. It's my favorite book. Took me forever to write. About 47 years. But you know what? It took a lot less to write my second book. The Vacation CEO. Yes, that's a new book. I never told no one that. My whole life I've been holding back. Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the stars. I hear a voice like, who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind when I start thinking bold. Like why you chasing dreams, aren't you getting kind of old? I 
knew I needed help. I had no self-confidence, didn't believe in myself. I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition to start a business. But before I even started, I feel like it's finished. You got a vision. And let me say, I don't care if they your blood got the same DNA. They can't feel how you feel. They can't see what you see. Want to change your life? You got to change the way you think. The thoughts in your mind is the boss of your life. Nothing but good vibes every day. I'm thinking like, what if it did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.